I don't know how we're gonna do this whole episode in an hour when we're we have about two hours to discuss that crazy play from a bumper. Oh, <laughs> uh, it's yeah, we gotta discuss that for two and a half hours. <laughs> I've written an essay on it last night. Yeah, yeah. Oh, I wrote a Oops. I wrote an article for the Overwatch League website, uh, kind of like a sports science of how fast he was able to hit huh. right mouse and then hit right mouse again. Mm. Yeah, it's pretty sick mechanics. I could, I when I was a runner player, I could never do that. Johnny in his prime couldn't do it. No. no. Did Johnny have a prime? <laughs> he had a prime when there were like a thousand people who were allowed to play the game, and then once, <laughs> once, once it got to got the hands of everybody. Oh, I, I felt really bad as well. Wolf tweeted out something about this being arguably the most May we've ever seen in a meta, and I was like, Pepe hands, no one remembers Johnny's meta. <laughs> Shakes fists at Sky. Yeah, the May Reaper Why? meta, man. Yeah. It's back. It's Dude, Tavik would be unbelievable right now. Yeah. <laughs> This can't believe they didn't better. pick him up for the World Cup squad, dude. Like, May Reaper in the World Cup? Come on, dude. Oh, do we want to talk about the World Cup teams off the top? Oh, yeah, that's a good point, actually. Yeah. Reddit, Reddit is blowing up about World Cup teams. Like, No, <laughs> it's just people wanting karma, dude. It's not like people are not genuinely interested to hear what, you know, some countries' rosters are. They just want People are upvoting it. What do you mean? Yeah. I, I'm not buying it. There, there's something, uh, there's something oh, weird about something it. Fishy going something fishy, fishy going on. Something ah, so fishy going on. So we got to get Detective Brent on it. Brent, have you heard yeah. anything? Uh, have you heard anything in the hot tub about the uh, the upvoting of uh, World Cup? Uh huh. I saw Brent uh, tweet out that he was in the uh, the hot tub chilling last night, just gaining the intel before playing. <laughs> me, me and Joshua. He just sit, yeah. he just sits there. He's like, all right, guys. What do you want us to leak tomorrow? <laughs> what, do you, what do you guys need some help with? You got a bad teammate you want us to go in on? What, what, what do you got? the bus, baby. Yeah, we got some juice. Got some juice in the hot tub. Yeah, you, can't, you can't throw somebody under the bus if... Are you guys going to tweet this out? I've already retweeted. Yeah, I retweeted. Wait, are we, are we live? Yeah, we're yeah, live. We <laughs> yeah, we've been live. Oh, sugar. Yeah, there's like eight people watching on Johnny's channel, though. Yeah, but just go. We don't. We care about the people listening. You to see the that somebody uh, plugged in our our um, our fantasy drafts, Josh. Yeah, yeah and like yeah. measured the points, and like Sabiobi fucking shat the bed, so I'm at the bottom. Yeah, uh, Sabiobi with 23 points. Yeah, I, I mean, I don't know where they've got the the uh, points from. Like oh, yeah. it's one point per a limb, minus 0.5 per death, one point per a thousand damage, and one point per a thousand healing, which is like okay, cool. And, but I don't understand how there's such an enormous difference between Moth, who has like 120 points, and Slime, who has 37. Yeah. What, what uh, happened there? Uh, do you guys, okay, so here makes no sense. So here's uh, something interesting uh, that came out two hours ago. I think we can start with this. Uh, welcome to Plat Chat. This is episode six. Uh, there you go, Giant. Did your intro. <laughs> Oh, no. Uh, I, I, in my mind, we've already started like when I went yeah. live. So. Uh, so the Overwatch League two hours ago announced 2020 roster construction rules. Yeah, yes. and I read it, and uh, then I figured this doesn't apply to me for like nine months, so I don't care. Yeah, key dates. Uh, September 30th, the signing window opens for... Uh, this is options. boring. Nobody cares about this. Okay. Uh, well, the only thing that isn't boring about it, though, is thinking about which players are going to become free agents at the end. Yeah, yeah, but we need to save that for the off season when we do platform in the off season. You know, we need yeah, to have also, like 
We have, need to have like a roster extravaganza kind of the, pressure. It should all say. just be public. It should just yeah. be public. Everyone's everyone's contract should be public and then people can actually discuss it. It doesn't matter. We're going to get to the end of the season and then we're going to yeah. be like, oh, don't know actually who's a free agent anyway. Our, sports contracts about. aren't technically public though. Yes, they are. No, yes, isn't that, are. Isn't that just sports, journalists? Every sports, no, every sports contract's public. What, if like on the official out, NFL if, website? If you you want to find out how, yeah, I'm, I'm pretty sure you could. I thought it was just like journalists leaking the details. No, it gets and, reported you know, to the league. So it's unofficial. To, no, the league has to approve it because of salary caps and stuff, and then they just release it. Yeah. It, it It's just better for the players as well, honestly, because yeah, it, it lets true, you know yeah. what your valuation is and yeah. like uh, which, which players are going to be on. And the players all talk to each other anyway. They all know yeah, the who they're going to be free agents. It's not, like, it's not like the players don't know. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I mean, the players are like cooking up deals behind the scenes as well. <laughs> they're, yeah. they're all talking to each other. Coaches yeah. is like, why are you asking for this much salary? Well, you know, I, it's not like I don't know yeah, what my Brennan friends are making. You know? the pot. Yeah. Just cooking up. Cooking it up. What are, you, what are you cooking? Oh, I can't wait for all the spies that Brent can't drop. Yeah. I'm not dropping uh, any spies. I'm cooking exactly. Up. Uh, do we want to talk about the World Cup stuff? Yeah, yeah. Let's yeah, talk yeah, about the World Cup stuff. Right, yeah. I think it's really interesting. Yeah. Uh, so I think Team USA announced a lot of teams announced. It must have been like their twelve-player roster yeah, day yeah. the other day. So Team USA uh, released their twelve-player uh, roster, and then I believe uh, UK did as well. Yeah, UK's also uh, got a final seven, but they're they're doing that that thing where they like leak it slowly. Yeah. Where by the time it gets to the seventh person, everyone's forgotten. I saw somebody like uh, took all the <laughs> pictures and like kind of figured out who was who. Uh, yeah. Team USA. So you got Muma, Super Fact Fiction, and Space is the tanks. Interesting that they haven't decided on like one main tank. And I will, I will just put it out there. It is an enormous throw if they don't put Super in the main tank position. I don't give a fuck what anybody else says. If you do not put Super in that main tank position, it is the most enormous throw humanly possible yep, for the USA <laughs> roster. Especially, okay. yeah. especially even, 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 like... even, you, even wasting your seventh slot on any other main oh. tank is a is, is a throw. Well, it's actually a major, it. it's a major throw because you could think of a team where you put out Sinatra, Dante, Sleepy, Moth. You may as well just throw like all the old Shock Boys out there. Just put Super in there. Like, like they basically. Yeah, yeah, yeah but what, what, what about uh, what about uh, Super's Wrecking Ball, though? It can't compete with Muma. You know? Yes. Yes, it can. People are just, mm. I don't know, people in their brain have the idea that Super's a Reinhardt one-trick. He's only been playing Reinhardt. You give him time, he's he's going to learn the other heroes. It's not like when he was uh, stuck last season. You know who I think is a lock to make this team as well? In a weird Spikes. way. Sp well, thanks, thanks, no, John. Come on, Matt, just uh, let Sideshow go. Just let him go when he's ready, yeah, dude. I'm done. Like, I'm done, Johnny. Done. I'm done. Where's, where's Nero? He dropped out. I know yeah. he did. Yeah, but like that's really disappointing. That's really disappointing that Nero dropped out. He's like one of the most yeah. promising US talents. Sure, in but quite some time. No, he's not on par with the rest, is he? What? I, you, I who are you comparing him with? Zachary? I, I almost think Corey's. Oh a yeah, lock. he's better than Zachary probably. Corey's yeah. almost a lock in the Widowmaker role on this yeah. team. Oh, Corey's. They're, they're gonna have actually to bring Corey. I mean, yeah. he's gonna have to go. I, I think I, so. Corey has the new fury to Bren, where like if Corey ends up being the best winner in the league, Bren's just gonna fucking farm that Reddit karma from yeah, saying on the last episode how <laughs> he's number I think one. KSF's pretty good as well. Like KSF is pretty good. A very balanced roster. It might be better to run KSF over Corey because Corey's got a few picks at where he's really good and it's like hit scan, but he doesn't yeah. have much flexibility and he looked like way out of his depth on Zarya, yeah. which makes well, me feel like, like he's how like, do you not fit skilled overall? How do you fit like hydrate? Does hydration fit into this team? 
I think so. I think, I think hydration. I think, yeah, he I think he's your seventh, though. I think you pick three. DPS. I think he's your seventh as well. Yeah. You go for you go for super. You go for space. Hydration you solves your ball problem, right? There you go. Yeah, you exactly. Go for <laughs> ball. ball. And I think you go. Who do you go with the DPS? I, I think you, you go, go with go. hydration, Sinatra, and then. Probably Corey. Are you going to leave a... Dante out, Johnny? I was going to yeah, say, I don't know. Yeah. Dante, like, no way. I would go Dante, KSF, hydration. Okay, I'm still thinking. This is not absolute. My picks are not absolute. I'm still thinking about it. But like, if you go with Dante, Sinatra, hydration, who plays Widow? No, well, that's why you don't go with that. Exactly. No, yeah, that's why you don't. Dante, so KSF, then you have to KSF or Corey. KSF think... plays Widow. Honestly, Do you go with you... Dante instead of Sinatra, so you, you still get... Tracer, yeah. I think yeah. you got to. I, as yeah. and Sombra, I think you sit him or Although, uh, Did you guys watch any Sinatra stream uh, yesterday? Yeah, no. he's playing a lot of Widow. He's playing a lot of Widow. Really? Yeah. He's yeah. trying to play a lot of Widow. Like, really, it wasn't incredible. like one of those like uh, like streams where you just like blast music and you're just farming Twitch Prime subs. He had like no voice on, and he was. So just, there you like, go. That's Focus that's Matt's him. hot tub right there, the Twitch streams. He's out there. Yeah, there you go. That's that's my, my hot tub is available to the public. Sinatra has like 5k viewers. Matt's like trying to get in Twitch messages to like connect with Sinatra. He's just like, please, here's yeah, 100 yeah, bits. I, I, please read I'm my message. My, I'm on my burner in Twitch chat just farming some bits, you know? Yeah. Sexy Susan in Twitch okay. chat. Okay, okay, okay. So I really want to talk about the flex support role as well. Because I would have probably gone with Dogman. But here we are. And uh, well, actually, that I don't know. It's not a, it's not I don't like think a... you're going to go sleepy. I think they're going with Rockets. I think no. they're going to go with Rockets. No, they. Can't and it's not. That's not Ruckus. me saying. That's not me saying Rockets is better than Sleepy. I don't really know who's better, but I think that they will go with Rockets. Why? They nepotism. I wouldn't call it nepotism, but it's like they could like that. It's like the niche kind of like bullshit excuses, like oh leadership, shot calling, like that kind of stuff. But that's I how think... you bring super. Sure, but then you know, like friendship. Like mm. I, I don't, I don't care. Like I, I'll probably go out on a limb and just guess. Okay, it's pure guessing. There's no substance to it. That Raucous is probably friends with these guys more than probably Sleepiest, and then you have better team chemistry. I don't think so. I mean, you've got the majority uh -huh. of the shock roster in there already. Yeah, How it's pretty much season one shock. Yeah, but Sleepy's not on the shock anymore. But he sure. was. But he, was. But he definitely was. Yeah, yeah. But, he's still you know, like really good friends with. I Dante. used to be good at the game. I'm not anymore. You know, like <laughs> shit changes. You know. True. I yeah. I think the Dogman question is more interesting than the Rock Sleepy question personally because yeah. Dogman hasn't made the final twelve, but he's genuinely a, a, developed into a really good player. Yeah. And he's pretty right. flexible. I don't think leaks. You know though how players uh, leaks. Hot tub, hot tub leaks. Hot tub leaks straight from the source. And I'm talking stirring it up. All right. <laughs> I've been making some gumbo in the back. And we <laughs> added some extra spice to that. Gumbo's thing, pretty you know? good, actually. Handing it out. Handing All it out. All provides this show is just hot takes from the Here hot tub. comes <laughs> the leaks. Go on then. The Team USA, apparently, their tryouts were just ridiculous compared to every other team. Like, completely over the top, non stop. Like just un unreal. They, they they these guys had to practice so much, which is apparently part of the reason as well why Nero was like dropping out. He doesn't want to yeah. obviously play for yeah. for Guangzhou, and also he's trying. It's essentially like playing for a second team already in the yeah, trial. It was like four weeks of, yeah. of a it was incredibly yeah. intense. So I mean, so I, it, I I don't know, dude. I don't know. Who That's the uh, people who made it through the intense 
Yeah, but like, I mean, maybe it's the, the, the teams that just, I don't know, have no hope. Atlanta Rain can still make playoffs. These guys, uh, Washington Justice and uh, and Outlaws are kind of, I mean, maybe not Outlaws these super, days. But... Super, super in space ain't, uh, Super Sinatra ain't got nothing to worry about, right? Moth as well. Yeah. Uh, I mean, fuck. All, all yeah, I know that's is pretty su- hyper-intensive hyper training for Team USA. That's pretty surprising, though, because, I mean, if you go that hard, that takes its toll on the players but then also the coaches and i'm like okay so like let's, let's <laughs> talk about your career as a player or a coach like you'd probably want to perform the best possible in the overwatch league right like world cup sort of comes secondary so yeah. i'm a bit surprised they put so much effort into the world cup when a lot of these players and coaches are well, still competing uh, think I mean, about not, the amount of talking... pressure we're not talking forced slave labor, though. They were just, no, but just doing a bit more than most teams. A, yeah, yeah, but no, people yeah. are like, oh, I'm going to push myself to the limits. But people know that it's not good uh, for you. So they're like, yeah, think, though, you know, think about, think about in their position right now. USA, you've, your, your team has been dog shit every other World Cup. Think of the amount of pressure that's on their shoulders right now. They've got bold eagles flying over, uh, <laughs> fighter jets coming over, you know. Uh, everything's everything's uh, so much bald pressure e- on this team. <laughs> you think of Team USA, you think of bald eagles. Bald and, eagles. Like, hashtag do jets. it for Trump. That's what right? that's what they'll be coming out with. Exactly. You know, <laughs> but but think of think of the amount of pressure the Team USA has on their shoulders. All the talk they gave last year, and then they got knocked out by Team UK. Yeah. Like they yeah. they this team has constantly underperformed. So imagine the amount of pressure that's on. Yeah. The coaching staff and the players. What do you? Uh, I, I will you... say. Sorry, Matt. Can I just sneak in with this? Yeah, I will yeah. say though that on Dogman's Twitter, he actually tweeted out and said that he underperformed in tryouts this time around, and that we shouldn't get yeah. upset that he yeah. wasn't selected. Think, uh, but you know, you can thing. say that, Dogman. But I don't really give a shit because you're pretty good. So you probably should have <laughs> had the like the 12th spot or whatever. Yeah, it's I like I, I, I almost don't understand like the whole tryout portion of it. Like, you you've got to watch most of these players for like. like 30 something owl games now including like last year like Uh you can kind of have an idea going in uh team canada they're they're just running it back yeah yeah they've basically that's a great roster great roster it's a a really good roster it's the best one that you can make from canada and also i think it it deserves talking about the xqc is still a really good player man he doesn't play at the top uh, uh, (sighs) who'd i see tweet out uh i thought i saw somebody tweet out and they were like i'm it may have been one of the Canada guys, or somebody who screamed against Canada, but they're like, I'm actually like, they were so impressed with the fact think, that XQC can just not play like yeah. professionally. I, I think and it was just fusions. Jump back into it and be, yeah, I think it may have been fusions and be able to like be that good, like just kind of just rolling in. Yeah, yeah. I mean, mm. XQC is uh, is an absolute nut though. Like the guy just plays thirty hours of ranked a day. Somehow he finds yeah. six additional hours. But it was never. I mean, with XQC, it was never really kind of a. I mean, th- th- it's I very it, it's very different from returning as a main tank and returning as a DPS player as well. Because yeah. a lot of the time when you haven't played, and you guys know this as well, when you haven't played Overwatch for a very long time, it comes down to that you're not used to the mechanics or like used to the tempo of the game. And so <laughs> for a main tank, it's almost strictly about getting back in shape and like, you know, getting comfortable with the movement, getting comfortable with like the ability usage and stuff. It's not like... A DPS player has to get good at aiming again and, you know, get those mechanics up. And that takes hours to just refine and get, like, you know, picture perfect Uh, with your aim. mm -hmm. With a main tank, I still sort of have the game sense around how I will play my main tank. It's all about execution. uh, And so it's way easier to get back to the execution part of becoming a main tank. 
How does that explain your World Cup performance last year then? Well, I uh, well. don't don't rub on him. Johnny was good. They brought in Johnny for the leadership. I don't know. I, mean, I, know, I, know, I know. I know. I don't know if you're even gonna fucking talk about this, Brem, because <laughs> that's fucking a rabbit hole. I don't want to go down because people. Are just I know. I know the reasoning. People's careers would be ruined. We don't have enough time for that. <laughs> we could dish out that kind of drama. People's careers would be over. They'd be over. Yep. Well, all of Sweden's careers last over already over. That's so, true. You know, actually, that, yeah. there's, there's no career uh, to kill because everyone you already did. Uh, week one now. Wait, there's still some fucking sick. Uh, World Cup oh, teams well, to talk about. Yeah, you dumbass. Like, yeah, Shut up, man. Uh, we didn't Team talk about Korea. South Korea. Russia. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Um, we're, Team uh, Sweden. <laughs> yeah, we'll talk Was about Team that. Sweden actually announced? The, no, they, uh, yeah, they actually did today, yeah. yeah. The, uh, yeah it's they on did. the top of Reddit, because people love Sweden for some reason. I'll tell you who's actually been overlooked the most in this May meta. Nevix, the guy was the best May in the world <laughs> at that time. Oh, yeah. He just, uh, you know, he's uh, on the bench. I was so happy when I got onto the PTR and I saw that you can have like a general SR when you combine tank, support, and damage. Yeah. And I was like, Nevix is going to top this. Like, I don't care. He's going to be top three, dude. <laughs> yeah. Like, All right. So the uh, the South Korean roster right now, uh, it's Mono, Chayobin, Janu, Architect, Carpe, Decay, Hacksaw, Nene, Animo, Bedosian, IDK, and Kariv. Yeah. Oh, this is a 12-man roster, right? Yeah, so they have to get this down to seven. I can't yeah. find the South Korean. They probably roster. go Mono and Choi. Where, where, where is this? Where, shit? where is this fucking roster, man? Uh, oh, it's on Twitter. Oh, WWC Korea team is the Twitter handle. Oh, yeah. The um, I think wow, one of the most interesting parts was that there was a whole thread of like detailing. Uh, oh yeah, uh, Krusty was. Yeah, yeah. Like Krusty and Yongbontan did a, a stream where they went through all of the players and like said why they picked them all as well. Yeah. And uh it's it's really interesting. I mean DM decided to pass because otherwise they would have grabbed him. Jonak decided to pass because otherwise they probably would have grabbed him. But he never mentions profit at any point, which is really <laughs> interesting. So weird, yeah. It is, yeah. I, I mean I don't know why they we're gonna have three World Cups and we have never seen profit at the World Cup. Yes, we have. And then even gesture. Have we? No, Profit has not played. I don't think so. I don't think Profit's ever been one. No, last year they had uh, Carpe and Wasquata, right? They had Carpe, Flatter, and Sebiolbi, I want to say. And Libero. No, Libero. Oh, Libero. Yeah, yeah, you're right. That's weird. It is. It's very no strange. gesture. <sighs> no. Well, gesture passed on the Overwatch World Cup this uh, this year. This year? Yeah, I yeah. I think Fury did too. Yeah, but the uh, like some of the most interesting stuff you were saying about like tryouts and stuff like that. Krusty said um, that they trialed Twilight, and he said Twilight look, works amazingly inside of the Vancouver Titans, but when you took him outside of that, he wasn't as good. In uh, you know when he doesn't like yeah. know exactly where his team's going to be and what the tendencies of all of his players are and this kind of stuff. So they went with Bedosian and Kariv as well. Well, I think a thing like the Overwatch World Cup, it's like you have to kind of bank on the players like individual skill like being good enough to like mask for the not being able to build insane teamwork in a short amount of time or a limited sure. amount of practice so well did they did they say anything about why they didn't include shoe shoe no but no. also i mean i i don't think i would have gone for shoe over uh over Bad ocean or kareev yeah, really? I mean, if you're going for, well, maybe, I don't know. If you're going for insane individual talent and um, experience on top teams, yeah. then I think those guys have, have got it more than Shu does. I, oh, of I course, would say yeah. Shu's probably performing better than them at the moment. What about uh, a, 
on a inside the Overwatch League, but not on a historic level. Did they ever mention anything about Violet? No, no, they didn't. I think um, there's so many good flex supports, uh, and Violet hasn't really shown that much, like Anna, and his Moira yeah. tends to get caught off a lot. Uh, and his, his Zen's very good, but like so a, a bunch of other Korean flex supports. So, so what I would love to see with this, <laughs> I love to see Mono and Choi as the tanks. I think Choi has a really good Roadhog, a good Diva. I think him and Mono work really well, could work really well. Yeah, Mono and Choi would be my picks. I want to see, I want to see a fucking aggressive support line of IDK and Bedoshin. I think they would be fucking fun. That would they, be they really feed awesome. Their faces off occasionally, hmm. but who the fuck cares? Yeah like, yeah, like they would just go out there like Lucio, like uh, Zen, just trying to dumpster people. Like it would be fucking awesome. It would. Bigger it would. question is, who do you pick for the DPS here? Yeah, I mean, like, this is weird. Uh, yeah. you do you bring Architect Carpe and the uh, Hacksaw's Genji just unreal? Uh, in a weird way, Carpe I think the K I think and you, Hacksaw. I think because the meta is still just going to be in flux and there might be some patch changes as well from now until the World Cup, you kind of just have to bring Nene, right, as a backup. Why? Because he can play a lot more stuff than some of the other players can. Interestingly as well, Krusty says in this uh, Q&A stream that he did that he thinks the Overwatch World Cup meta is going to be double hit scan. So almost mm. definitely two of the seven... You know, Krusty's yeah, uh, thinking thinking about my fantasy roster as well. We're both on the same wavelength. So why wouldn't you, know you just have Carpe and Decay if you're doing double hit scan? Uh, I mean, I don't know. The th the only thing with Carpe is that he's kind of got a crazy playstyle, right? So if you don't want to deal with that, then maybe maybe you don't you don't go with him. But I would say Carpe's the more all round talented compared to Nene, but Nene's I, I also think good. Decay is a bit, like, we all know Decay has insane potential, and it's gonna be, like, a superstar, whatever, but I don't think he's polished enough yet to be, like, the, like, he hasn't fulfilled his potential yet, in my mind. Like, when I watched Gladiators like the guy play, yet. he has a lot of, like, unforced errors, I still think. Hmm. Like, you can see the mechanics being unreal, and, like, the, you can just see, watch him play, and just recognize how sick of a player he is, but there's still a lot of, like, oh. Unforced errors and stuff well, that needs did, to be polished up. Like, does does who this team decides to bring in terms of a support line determines who they're going to bring in terms of DPS? Because if they decide to bring like Kariv so. and Animo, that's a way more passive team than Bedoshin and IDK. Mm, maybe I, I don't think so in terms of play style. I mean, so who do you bring, Bryn? Well, because the meta we're in right now, where it's like uh, Roadhog, um, Roadhog Arissa stuff is, which we're seeing like almost ninety percent of the time. The supports are just almost inconsequential. Yeah, they're just yeah. like they're just there. They're just there to heal, like bots, and just try not to die. Yeah, yeah. You're little pick. snacks for the enemy DPS players. Exactly. Who do so, you? Who so, would you pick, Bren? For supports? No, in terms of well, okay, give me the whole team. Give me your. Right, I get I get Mano and Choi because Choi Hog is cracked. His Diva's pretty good. And Mano's <laughs> super consistent. I get IDK and Kareev. I think wow. as uh, as my as my duo there for the support line, and then for DPS because you don't know what the meta is going to be in terms of that. I mean, DPS is the one thing that's probably going to be in flux the most. I definitely pick up Nene just as the backup. That'll be my seventh person. But for the actual 
It's really hard. It's I don't strange. think you can bring Nene as a backup because then you have like three other players who play hit scan. Then do you want a projectile player? You need to bring either Hacksaw well, or Well, Nene, Nene would be the, my projectile player, I think. Okay. Uh, I don't know. Wait, you mean hit scan? Yeah, you, hit yeah, scan. you'd be your. What? So then you're leaving. So you're bringing. Nene I don't know what drop. the fuck Krusty's done here, honestly. So, you're, so like, you, you know, you'd be bringing Nene to drop either Carpe or Decay. He's drafted some odd DPS choices. Well, again, my view, I think you need who's to bring your, either who's your Hanzo or Carpe could play Hanzo. Carpe, the K can also play Hanzo. Architect probably slaps with Hanzo. I, I'm gonna... I think I just go with Architect, Carpe, the K, and I skip on Huxel and Nene. Controversial, yeah. but that's just... That's, I just. I mean, that's, that's makes I mean, some sense. Let's be real. Whoever they fucking take, they're going to the finals. They're going to so, you, you say uh, that yeah, like yeah. they're not going to win, Bren. <laughs> yeah, I mean anything's possible. Mono Toy, well, and I go Animal Bedotion. We hype up the Overwatch World Cup like it's uh, like it's uh, the Dragons Mayhem match coming around in Stage One every time. Like, is this going to be the one? Like, is this going to be the year? Yeah. And in the back well, of his, our minds, his, we all know it's thing, not though, going to be the time they lose. The, the benefits of the Overwatch League being in the same spot means that everyone's scrimming against each other and everyone's improving at quite yeah. a rapid rate, right? So, like, I mean, think of the gap between um, South Korea and the rest of the world back in, like, 2016. It was massive. It was, like, wide. Way closer uh, now. But, but, yeah, way closer now. The, the gap the is gap kind is of closing. That's the gap close. is closing. Uh, yeah. Bren's been, Bren's been reading the Overwatch I mean, World I mean, PR sheet. Yeah, I've been sniffing at that source. But it actually is, like, shock, shock of the only reason that the gap is closed. Yeah. Because I mean, they, got good. The, they played yeah. with a bunch of Koreans, and Krusty is their coach. And mm -hmm. so, essentially, Krusty has boosted the NA scene. <laughs> boosted them into a position where they Johnny, who would you who would you take? You, oh, you say you say take Architect, Carpe, and Decay. Yeah, who I think so. The supports uh, Animo and Bedoshin. Mm. Mm. I just think they're consistently great yeah. at what they do. I think. I mean, I think like Brent said that IDK and Karib, like they're fucking out there. You know, they got some. They got some yeah, banging potential, but I think Animal Bedotion, you just play to your consistent strength. If you, take, you uh, if you do take Animo, you do get Animo and Mono together, right? So, I mean, that is a good uh, to keep that teamwork. I mean, it's definitely improved in the Overwatch League, right? Yeah, it's, yeah, like, like we said, though, it's All right. whatever. I'd like to talk, um, if we're done with this topic, yeah, about Team Australia. Oh, okay. They're actually. Did you read the thing that Gumba tweeted? Yes. That was, what was it? So Super interesting. It was, yeah. So Gumba basically broke down like all of the problems with Australia as a region. Oh, and he was yeah, like, yeah. He was like, it's kind of fun because we have to scrim again. We've got people spread all over the world because like some of us are in right. uh, America for the Overwatch League and some of us are still stuck in Australia. We've got all of this expectation to actually make BlizzCon and do all right, but we are one of the places with the least resources and all of this shit, so we had to make some difficult decisions. And then he just goes through like his logical reasoning. He's one of the best communicators in the entirety of the yeah. Overwatch League. Like the guy is, yeah. you couldn't be mad at that because he just okay. broke down very logically all of his rational can, decisions. Can I ask one question before you go into it? Uh, sure. Yeah, yeah. To, uh, to like for my question about his point, do you guys, would you guys expect Australia to make the top eight? Like, before seeing the roster, just predicting like the top eight at, at World Cup, would you guys predict Australia to be one of the top eight teams top every year? Eight. Why not no. the top 10? Because Australia making the top eight for me is like, it's not a surprise, but it's like, I'm not expecting them to perform up to that level, <laughs> given their circumstances. And so, like, no, I would have like teams like Sweden, Denmark. I would have these kind of oh, countries cheers, above pal. Australia. 
<laughs> yeah, you just shit the bed when it came to the, you know, the. Uh, the you guys oh, see, uh, love shitting the bed. Uh, <laughs> I think Australia is in such a difficult spot though, because uh, even with Call of Duty, like uh, the connections, like to get players to connect to each other and like have decent ping was like almost impossible. And like you'd have to have like a neutral host in Sydney, but then people in like Perth are still playing on like almost a hundred yeah, ping. Like, thing. like I don't know how the fuck you even pick a team from there. But well, they're, they're here's the thing. That well, here's what they do. They they scrim against Korean contenders teams. So what they need a bunch yeah. of people on like the uh, on the west coast of uh, America, and then you get a bunch of people from like the west coast of Australia, and that's that's what they got. But their team is is pretty interesting. I, I'm not going to go through the whole list, but one interesting fact is CKM has come out of retirement as their kind of flex DPS player. So he recently came just before the Overwatch World Cup. But what was interesting is they chose to pick him up over anyone else in the scene. Yeah. Despite the fact that he hasn't played recently. Just because Gumba was like, I don't have faith. He literally says, I don't have faith in uh, in anyone else in the scene to be able to Yo. Uh, play as many heroes to such a high level. You know yeah. what roster I like? I just found. I like the China roster. Yeah, the yeah, roster can, can we talk about Australia's roster before you actually go there? <laughs> you like that, Johnny? What do you want to talk about, Johnny? Australia's roster because you guys, oh, yeah, you guys yeah, hyped yeah, it yeah. up like it was gonna yeah, be, yeah. you know, this sick oh, roster. Yeah, but, but the the reason I I look forward to seeing where Australia come in the uh, in the World Cup is not just because uh, my I got more family in Australia now than I do the UK, but <laughs> also uh, I think Gumba is one of the best coaches in in the in the league. I mean, he hasn't put up results, but just chatting to the guy, he's got a very clear mindset of what he wants to do with with it, with with coaching. He's very logical in the, in his process. He likes to think things uh, think things through. Really difficult to say for some reason for me, but uh, he, I, I really do respect the guy to uh, quite a high level. And even speaking to him in Thailand last year, when we got the opportunity to sit down with all the teams as well, I mean, he was definitely the most eloquent and the one who was. Uh, most reasonable to speak to about a lot of decisions they made, a lot of the hardships. Uh, yeah, I mean, I think that this team will go far with, with him behind the wheel. I, the I also... Other, go ahead. The other crazy thing about the Australian roster, though, is that they're sending a coach instead of a seventh player. Yes, yeah, which is because, the, ridiculous, they, right? They just don't think that the... Uh, they think their roster's value, flexible yeah, enough yeah. anyway, and they won't get value out of having a sub because they're not really going to get scrim time because the coach uses that seventh uh, PC. That's anyway. so big brain. So, yeah, they're, so they're, they're sending one of the Australian coaches, FaceFace. Oh, his name's Face. I don't know why I'm saying FaceFace. That's his Twitter handle. Um, yeah, from Australia. So they're like booking a coach onto their player roster and sending him uh, so that they've got extra coaching. That's mm -hmm. actually really good as well because um, I think sometimes when these teams bring three DPS players, there's actually there's actually like some competition among the three DPS players about who should actually play in the roster, yeah. um, because sometimes people are not willing to really accept their roles. Uh, sometimes you know those bench players can like get tilted that they're not getting to you know get one of the starting roster spots to actually show what they're worth and like perhaps change up the momentum of the team. So actually sending a solid six, I'm a big fan of because that just that just means they're like, hey, you are the six guys, okay? And we're going to coach you to your best potential. But then you don't have any like, oh, I need to perform so I can maintain this DPS slot. Otherwise, this guy is going to replace me in the roster. Like, it, uh, are hard. It, yeah, I mean, it comes down to what kind of atmosphere you're sort of, um, you know, hosting within the World Cup team. 
But for a lot of these young guys, I can see them just but, wanting to play and care about their own individual yeah. performance and getting to play more than you know their their role in the World Cup roster. I mean, the only time a sub is okay with being a sub is when they know that they play at a sub level. Like when you yeah. like there's like when you're bringing somebody who's like as good to start as like a sub, that person is just going to be upset. Like there's no way around it. Yeah, I mean, if you bring two Widowmaker players. I'm like one of the Widowmaker yeah. players is going to be upset that he's not the Watches best. Watches like, the other Widowmaker yeah. get dunked on in game one, and then exactly. they, uh, he's still sitting on the bench in game two. He's just going to be like, "Fuck you guys." Yeah. So I really like this move yeah. from Australia because I think it will definitely help sort of the vibe about the team um, and the atmosphere of the team. Like the players will feel way more relaxed. I mean, specifically the DPS players will be so much more relaxed, not having to worry about being replaced or having someone breathing up their neck. So, I also like to end on Australia. I really like that Punk is back in the lineup because Punk is yep. a bit of a beast and he deserves yeah, to be picked I up. I like Australia so. as a country as well. It's a good place. Good lads, honestly. Good lads. Good good, good people there. Good, good uh, lads. China, basically, uh, you're going to have the Chengdu Hunters. Uh, so, you got Jinmu, Elsa, Evil Tall, Kiyu, uh, Leave as well. Uh, I believe they just signed him the other, like last week or something like that. Uh, and then they got Gushui and Eileen. Mm. I don't think that. That's a baller roster. What is it though? Because I don't know about the Shui. The Shui? I don't know about the Shui. You don't know about that Shui. Are you, are you brought Eamon? I think so. Oh, come on. I think bro. you bring come Eamon. On. Come on, bro. You've got the entirety of Chengdu. End the call, dude. End the call. <laughs> yes, Kushu was very good, oh. but do you. I don't know if we're going to be seeing. A Winston meta. So, you know? I can see where Ben is coming from. I'm not going to yeah. defend this argument. I, I can don't see where know. he's coming from. I'm not from. going to defend him, but I can understand why. A Winston meta. I don't know if we're going to see it. And like that's all. That's been Gushui's bread and butter. Not to say he can't play the other tanks, because he can. But Eamon has the pre-existing synergy with Chengdu. He can play Orisa and he can play Ball. It's not preposterous. Oh. No, it's, it's, it's not. It's it's not. It's not <laughs> I mean, <laughs> that it's sounded just, like it's... Winnie the Pooh clock on the Discord call for a moment there. It's he not preposterous. Just... <laughs> <laughs> he just he just went off on some long tangent that. Uh, I mean, I, I mean, don't, I don't agree think any of us you. agree with it, but I don't think any of us are like. The, the thing that I'm Genesis thinking is, could you hit the compromise of having him as the seventh player? But I yeah. don't think you can, because who do who you do bench you up the DPS? Like, I think, do you bench Jinmu? Jinmu, oh, yeah, I think, but... yeah, I think Jinmu. Uh, fucking Hanzo and Genji are fucking nutty, though. Like They should have had Leave and Crystal, honestly. Where yeah, is Crystal? Crystal yeah. Well, they, it's, uh, it's, isn't it um, Hang Chao's coach? That which is like, is I want Crystal in here. Is it Hangzhou's coach that built the team? If so, that's hilarious. <laughs> hmm. Am I wrong? Maybe No, maybe it's Chengdu's coach. No, it's Chengdu's coach. Yeah, sure. it's Chengdu's coach. Yeah, well, uh, that makes sense why uh, we'll... Uh, yeah. Mm. Oh, yeah. It's, it's, only, it's only Sweden, by the way, that, uh, you know, gets rumors about nepotism. No, not other countries, of course. It's, you know. uh, he did coach their World Cup team last year, which... Yeah. I mean, he yeah, had well, a, Crystal was on it last year, right? He had Crystal on it last year. Yeah, and Crystal they went far. Nuts together. Yeah, they went far. So. I think this is solid though, because Leave and Eileen and Jinmu, like you're not really missing anything. Like, uh, what you, you you do have two DPS players that are just on crack the entire time. Yeah, just diving into their backline. <laughs> Jin, Jinmu and Eileen will just not be stopped. They will Hello. just 
They're going to go. Jinmu, Eileen, and Among. Dude. Jinmu, Eileen, and Gushui is going to be aggressive as hell. It's going to be so mental. Like, these these players don't have S keys. They are just going to feed the little brains I, Yeah, I do hope we see... A Winston meta come about. Well, yeah, I was gonna say, bro, if it's not, if it's like a, let's say it's a Winston dive style of meta, how do you like this team now? Oh, I fucking love it. These yeah, guys, these, these, these poor little boys are just gonna int into the back lines and wreck every other team until they get to the finals and then they're gonna lose to South Korea again. But until that point, it's gonna be great. I'm not sure we're ever gonna see a Winston meta again. Unless Wrecking Ball gets nerfed mega hard. Dude, let me really? call up Papa Jeff and get that guy uh, boosted up. Hey, yo, Jeff. I, I think people are good enough with Wrecking Ball now that I can't really see many situations where you'd want to run Winston instead. Especially, He's uh... so much more disruption, so much more survivability. Can't be poked down from a distance because you just whip your way in mad quickly from all sorts of weird angles. Uh, the, the biggest thing that Winston has going for him is Primal. But... Yeah. Mm. Wrecking Ball just seems like you would want to run it in divey compositions or places. I don't know. Like, when would you run, want to run Winston? I can't really conjure a meta where it works anymore. Unless I think only certain totally maps dies, or... that you couldn't play, like uh, like a Hanamura offense, like when you're going to point B and you want to play like a dive. I'm not exactly mm. sure how you use ball there. I mean, Winston is more but, like but... zone controlling than Wrecking Ball is, right? Yeah, That's yeah. like. Yes. Like yeah, you, can, you can actually you. take you can con take and control space better with Winston, I find. But for diving purposes, I mean, wrecking ball is probably yeah. Better. I also love uh, too that uh, when I was watching a few players, different players play the other day, that I guess they've just figured out that uh, when Ball has his adaptive shield and you're shooting him, you don't get ult charge. Mm. Yeah, because it's a shield. Right. Do you have, but, yeah. Uh, but like, actually, I mean, uh, do you get shield when you shoot Lucio ult? Uh, did you get so. ult when you shoot Lucio? I don't, ult I don't think so. No, we don't. No, we don't. Right? No. Which uh, well, I've actually never thought about. Well, it. Well, one of us should know, but no. None of us knows. It makes ball. Hey, wait, wait for Twitch chat. Wait for Twitch chat to give us the answer. When ball goes in and then gets the shields and pounds down, he then has nine hundred health and then like <laughs> three hundred of it. You don't get. Yeah. Ult yeah. charge. Oh, from? you do get. You get do get ult charge from shooting Lucio. Really? I mean. Yeah. I've never noticed that you didn't. My default was just that you did, but I mean, I yeah. also just default no. thought you did on Wrecking Ball. No, so it's very weird all of a sudden. Yeah, I think a lot of people. I think a lot of people thought that you did get it on the Wrecking Ball as well, but mm. you do not. So. I doubt it's really game changing, but yeah, interesting little quirk. That no, it's not really you, feed. I mean, you say that it's not like game changing, but it actually like quite a lot like impacts. Okay, you gain. This was eleven months ago, so I don't know if they've changed it. But you gain ult charge for shooting Lucio's sound barrier and Doomfist passive shield, but not Ham and Z. Yeah. Yeah. That's still how it works. That's interesting. Yeah, that that which makes I mean, that's a reason like I mean, imagine like if Hammond would go in and then he'd get to nine hundred HP and then yeah, he'd, he'd be feeding more ult charge than Roadhog. Yeah. I mean like, he would be then you could see Winston come back. <laughs> but like Yeah. Uh, yeah, but I'm actually pretty torn on this issue because I think that, like, if you think in that kind of way where you're like, oh, oh Hammond becomes an ult battery, to me, it's sort of like just get better forehead and, like, be more tactful about how you dive. But now but when you don't get ult charge, it's just like, oh, the hero is just good because of that. Uh, like, I think that's not a good reason why Wrecking Ball should be powerful.
somebody said in the chat, which is interesting, you get ult charge from shooting Sigma shields that he gets from eating damage. <laughs> okay. I don't even understand so what that sentence means. Like, well, I know Sigma, Sigma can like, turn damage into shields. Yeah. That you do get ult charge from shooting his shields. Okay, that's that makes things weird. I think well, you, I think you get you get got, ultimate yeah, from Hammond Shield, and then yeah. if he, Hammond becomes underpowered because of that, then you need to address it in other areas. But I don't Honestly, like the inconsistency. Though, I don't it. even think it makes any difference because the, the kind of Hammond compositions are generally supposed to win the neutral, not win the yeah. win the ult fight anyway. It's not like most most team comps that are built around Hammond is about disruption and getting picks and winning the neutral engagement not about like waiting for some big ult to come up so I don't yeah but you get punished for repeatedly diving with your shields up which i sort yeah, of like but only a small amount i mean it's I, I don't think it would even i don't think it would even be that noticeable if can it got changed can you see, can you see how it's an inconsistency issue that well somebody in the chat said that uh i guess they view the hammond shield as the same as the arisa winston Arissa barrier type shield. But that's so bad. But it's a self barrier. Sure. I guess that's the way you would think of it. But it's I don't like that it's thing weird though. because it's an inconsistent amount of HP to the barrier. Like it's not like every time you throw down Arissa's shield, there's a different amount of HP attached to it. Like it's true. you know. True. So uh, that's interesting. No, that it's like a, I guess a literal shield that wraps around him. Uh-huh. Yeah. Enough about the science. Let's get down, <laughs> let's get down to the nitty gritty. Alright, let's uh, let's talk about week one. Uh, yeah, we haven't talked about week one. What was your guys, actually? Uh, can we? Sorry, can we actually talk about yeah. Team Sweden first? <laughs> okay, what do you uh, want to say about Team oh, Sweden? No. Yeah. Johnny's about to Johnny's about to ruin his career. No, I don't even want to talk. I I think <laughs> Johnny on a, no, but it's clearly one of the uh, one of the most upvoted posts on Reddit. So people yeah, genuinely yeah. care about Team Johnny. Sweden, and it's not even like I want to talk about Team Sweden. I wanted you guys to talk about Team Sweden, okay. without it turning to a shit show. Well, like legit thoughts on the roster they presented and the people who didn't get in. I think Johnny should have been on there. Yeah, I don't Fuck know why that, that like, reinforced guy should have been on Hashtag there. justice for reinforce, get no, it trending. No, yeah. uh, that hashtag is kill, dude. Just, well, what, do you, what are your opinions on it? Because you asking for okay, our okay, so it, basically they, you waiting to give your opinion. So Lude is not opinion, in there. So. Uh, there shows uh, Eps for flex support, Elevote versus Nevix. Uh, there's no Twick in there, which I don't really mind actually, but you know, that's up to the coaches. But like, they have Rat instead of Danity. Like, Sideshow, you must have some opinion on this yeah. roster. Yeah, I do, but the the biggest issue for me is that I don't, I don't really, uh, I don't have strong opinions on how the DPS stuff is really going to work because we've seen, we've literally only seen the contender scene play GOATs for like an eternity. Yeah. Oh, yeah. So, so I'm like, well, take whoever the hell you want a DPS. No the one really thinks I, of that. Hmm. The only thing I care about is that Nevix didn't make the starting roster. Mm, and I think the yeah. man's been absolutely yeah. robbed, as I said earlier in the Nevix in the, is uh, a Nevix fucking nutter. He's a nutter. Nobody has suffered from success as much as Nevix had. He's only ever succeeded. And for that reason, he's on the arguably best team in the league. He's just on the bench. Nobody's yeah. ever suffered from success this hard. Yeah, poor Nevix. All right. 
Thank you, guys. Justice and Evics. No, but also, I think the Lulcicelli vote thing is really interesting. Also, the fact that they got added to the Washington Justice. Did you know these guys were playing football together when they were seven years old? What? They've they've actually been friends since they were seven years old. No way. And they are now in the in the Overwatch League together as uh, as a tank duo. Yeah. yeah. How, how awesome is that? They are literally childhood friends. And now they'll be able to uh, sit behind Yanis and Samson and gain some more experience and <laughs> go, in the, go in the World Cup. People uh... need to be hunting for Wizard Chong's head if they don't get fielded. As the, the moment that they land on the, from, you know, they oh, touch down in LAX, they need to be shuttled without seeing the light into the scrim environment and instantly placed in the chairs. <laughs> no, the Chelsea's got a win this week. That's true. Actually, yeah. I don't think they're a team. Yeah, yeah. Brain, brain said they're going to be good this stage. Uh, let's talk about yeah, week what do you one. think is better? Anything super surviving, super surprising in week one. Super surprising week one. New York. I mean, a lot of stuff was surprising in week one. New York New, being New York being poo, ruining my uh, rankings. Yeah, um, I mean, Johnny, have you actually released your rankings article yet? Uh, no, it's being released on Wednesdays, but I can pretty much talk about it since you know, it is. Yeah. Because I think the power rankings is one of the best ways of like thinking about this first week. Yeah, I'm actually really regretful that I didn't score. rank Paris Eternal higher because mm. they actually yeah. played well above their uh, season performance this past week. They they were my 11th team in my power rankings, but I completely believe that you could justify them being in the top 10 after losing map 5 to the Valiant and beating the Houston Outlaws who beat the Gladiators. Like... They've, they've just played Papega teams. Valiant Houston. is not a Pepega team, and Houston in a rollout meta is actually. I think Valiant are a pretty good team are. at the moment. I think Valiant shit the yeah. bed in that series. So you think the Houston Outlaws are by far better than Paris Eternal? No, I think Houston are a weird team that are only good when they figure out. Like Houston are just improvising on the fly. It, Houston Outlaws yeah. are a jazz artist that sometimes hits on a riff that's amazing, and they're like, "Holy hell, I can play music!" And sometimes they're just going. <laughs> 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 And when, so good. And when they oh, played against Paris, shit. they were just going. <laughs> yeah. And then somehow, when they accidentally sub in Dante, they're like, doodly doodly do. Oh, wow, that's actually a really sick doodly do. And then next week, they'll get back to the saxophone and shit the bed again. They're, they're, they're all over the place. And what? it just comes down to like whether or not they feel it in the moment of like, do I have um, this intuitive understanding of the meta and my opponent? Okay. But I don't think that makes so... Houston. The Better Houston Outlaws everyone. play the Philadelphia Fusion um, in week two. Uh, what is it going to sound like, Josh? I don't know. I, it's impossible to predict what the Houston Outlaws are going to bring to the table. I, I think Philly are a pretty mediocre team right now, but I think Houston could win or lose that game just purely based on their own performance. What I, they play, I was more curious feel, in the sound what kind itself. Of they have. Huh? I was more curious in the sound itself. It's an enigma at this point. It's uh, it's what do you call it? It's the fucking cat. It's Schrodinger's cat of jazz music. Schrodinger's jazz. <laughs> yeah, right. Schrodinger's jazz. It can be simultaneously harmonious and a bit shit at the same time. That, that, that has to be one of the best things that ever happened on this yeah. podcast. That was actually <laughs> unreal. I love that. I'm uh, I'm pretty upset with well, Houston. Also, I don't fucking know with that team. Whatever. Can we fuck, can we fuck talk Houston? About, can Come we talk about how how hard the Dallas Fuel have actually fallen? Yeah. So wow. they they the sure. Dallas homestand they win both their games. They come back. They beat the Mayhem in uh, stage two week five. They get a win against the Justice in stage three week one and haven't won since then. Yeah. 
They did That's play this crazy. week, though, against arguably the best team in the game right now. I, I'm making the claim that London are the best team. Oh. <laughs> I love recent London, but... Yeah, I've got I've I, got London in my top three, but I think we yeah. have, they've only played against idiots. I so felt far. bad about ranking them top four. I was like, what? they don't deserve to be top four. I think London are looking fire. I right think now. No, they played Papega teams. They've played Just, Dallas and Toronto, the two mate, two of two, the, two of the most Papega teams. Yeah, doesn't yeah. matter. London, I feel like they've got it. It's just there. It's hidden. It's you know who I tell you how I like they played this week? I thought the Guangzhou Charger pretty good this week. Mm. I think Guangzhou are looking yeah. pretty decent, but not happy. like elite. I think they're no, yeah, yeah. looking all right, but they're looking like sloppy good. You know, but I, mean? I think they're a scary team if they sneak into the seven through twelve range. Oh yeah, that, you don't know what's gonna happen, right? Like you know I would not want to play. Like like if you're like right now, Guangzhou sits at tenth. Like you'd have them play. Uh, what they would play Chengdu, which is mm -hmm. an interesting match, and then. Uh, play like somebody like soul dynasty i think like they could easily beat like soul dynasty in a in a one match play in uh, i rate this soul i rate soul pretty okay. highly which is pretty rational because they haven't really performed that well i think they played shock and uh they, they played the dragon shanghai they played shanghai as well two pretty Shang good teams yeah they played really good teams and they took two losses but i actually think this is a team that you shouldn't really sleep on and i actually think mm. that they're they actually have the potential to be pretty good in this meta. They obviously yeah, haven't reached their peak yet. Uh, how but, good do you think the you know, dragons are going to be in this meta then? I think dragons are going to boss. Yeah. Yeah, I've got dragons as the fourth best team. I've got London at number three and dragons at number four. I, th I think they're pretty good. But in my mind, the top yeah. four goes as follows. I think it goes Vancouver. Wait, didn't you just say London were the yeah. number one team? Your yeah, but I think opinion it's, has changed within the last But I think, but I think it's very tough right now. The number one spot is like contested. Yeah, I agree. Between between yeah. Vancouver and London, like, yeah. I put London as as number two just because again they have played against Papega teams. Um, number three, I would definitely put as Shock, and number four as Shanghai. Yeah, those, like those are my top four too. teams. I just yeah. have them in a different order because I think London have not played against good enough teams yeah, to, be able to, to be able to tell. I'm excited to see Titans New York. Look nasty, I'm though. excited to see New York play this week. Like you, got, you lose like that bad mm. Glads, and then you yeah. you see the Glads lose to the Outlaws. And that's your only game of the week. Like yeah. they have some easy matches next so week. So if but... we lived in Las Vegas and we could actually bet on sports, I would actually throw like some silly like five dollar bill at Paris to beat New York. Well, you, you can't because you work on the league, but... <laughs> that is true, I can't. That would also... Even if you lived in Vegas, yeah. you couldn't do that. That's actually yeah. true, I could not do that. I, I would also put an outside bet on that, but not because I think Paris are good. I think is... New York have just lost it at the moment. They've actually just lost it. They don't understand what the Are we overreacting? Is. No, I, well, maybe. <laughs> do you think there's a way the, the spark fall out of the top six? Yeah. Oh, I think yeah. Spark have lost it as well. I think Spark yeah. and New York have. They're they're fourteen. They're fourteen and eight right now. The Spark in fourth. Uh, that's only one game out of being down to seventh. The Dragons oh, wait, are like right overall? there. Yeah. Holy shit! I didn't even think about that. No, they're fourteen and eight right now. The Spark. Yeah. Lads are fourteen and nine. London's fourteen and nine. And the Dragons are thirteen and ten. Who does Spark play against? They, they have a pretty against... rough schedule. Wow, they have Guangzhou, New York, mm. Chengdu. Mm. Uh, they're gonna beat Dallas. 
Then they have gladiators, <laughs> but like and let's the say Shanghai this... Dragons. That's actually that difficult. is that is tough. I mean, yeah. this week, let's say they lose to Chengdu, they drop to what fourteen and nine. You think the gladiators get at least one win? The gladiators play Chengdu, so they and well, the shock. I mean, that's a toss up, but. Like London could pass them this week. London plays Florida. They have definitely passed them already. Uh, London pay- plays the Charge. That could be a pretty good game. But yes, London Charge is going to be a great game. Like you could realistically see the spark fall from fourth down to like ninth. Could happen. So yeah, like, yeah it's so even eight nine. Yeah, sure. But the 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 team they played against this week is going to be a little sleeper pick for me. The Atlanta Reign are actually going to come out in full force this stage. Yeah. And I think they've gone under everybody's radar because they were so shit when it came to goats, honestly. They just farmed easy teams at the homestand, let's be real. Uh, but think... they're going to be good now. Erster is finally unlocked. I think you're only going to see, like, uh, when we get to the play-ins and you have those 7 through 12... I only think like the seven seed is going to be a lock to make it through. And then I think that other spots wide open. Like, I think like worst case scenario, like Seoul or Shanghai ends up in like seventh. Uh, maybe one of them's in like eighth at that point. Like at that, if both those teams are in. I like it. If Hangzhou down, I think you could see a team like Atlanta or the charge sneak in there. It's, it's the very, overall I, playoff. Yeah. Anything's possible at this point, which is going to make Stage 4 entertaining. It also yeah. is just like mad up in the air. Let's you know, talk about Atlanta for a bit, Sideshow, yeah. because they're actually playing the Paris Eternal and the Houston Outlaws this week. They're going to go 2-0. and I like yeah. Atlanta. They could go 2-0 think, here. I think um, they're going to go 2-0. I think they, they have... They kind of... At the beginning of the league, their strategy was to go for very individually skilled players, and they ran into a fuck ton of problems. Like, uh, they had... Um, Defran, who didn't implode and bring the entire team down, but he uh, decided to retire. And then they rescued it by bringing in Baby Bay, who's actually been yeah. a pretty decent addition for the team. They also had communication issues, which they've now solved. Uh, and they've hit a meta at the end of the season, which really emphasizes individual skill on your DPS players. And I think Enlayer is playing some of his best Overwatch he's ever played, actually, at the moment. Earth which, granted, is only one game, but he's he's playing pretty well. And Erster's always going to be phenomenal. Yeah. yeah. It, it, it actually, this Atlanta reign in stage four feels a bit like Boston Uprising with mistakes from last year, I find. Like, I find mm-hmm. their rosters pretty comparable. You have, like, Erster coming in. You have Note can be pretty comparable to maybe, like, Daco. Uh, Pogbo can be comparable to maybe, like, Gamsu. Uh, like, I, I, I find I can draw a lot of, like, comparisons between the two teams. And I think, think that, that they'll ultimately, like, get a few wins. I think you can tell how good of a team they are and have been through the whole year, even at 10 and 12. I mean, look at the teams around them in terms of map differential. Uh, Minus 50, minus 42, minus 26, minus 23, minus 16, minus 14, minus 12, and they're still plus two. Who's this? Oh, Atlanta. 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 They're the only team from 9 through 20 with a positive map differential. But also, they've just farmed the Atlantic division. Yeah. True. <laughs> you know what I mean? They're surrounded by people in the division who are Pepe, actually yes. good teams <laughs> But they're well, getting but... blowout wins against those teams. Like, usually, like, I think Atlanta's a team that plays, like, up to their competition. Like, a lot of times, like, in the games against New York, like, you saw them really kind of take it to another level. 
I think it's because yep. you have somebody like Dogman on the stage, like screaming his face off. Baby Bay, yeah, they get there. hyped. Do Baby Bay challenge? Uh, okay, Baby Bay challenged a widow duel this weekend when I was casting. That I've never seen anybody do. He, there, the fight is on the point behind him. Hold on, what game was it? I got a. Uh, it had to have been Atlanta Hangzhou, and uh, I think it was God's V coming out of spawn on Widowmaker for the spark on Temple of Anubis, and Baby Bay grappled oh up yeah onto the overhand mm. body shotted him once and then he went the uh, the gods you went to like the the health pack to the left and then he just dropped down into the choke without his grapple cooldown just started fighting him up close yeah and the yeah. fight's going down on the point behind him i was like what the uh, hell I, I remember watching that and thinking fuck me these teams have no understanding <laughs> of how to play the game we're like we move he away from goats. A good I mean, he was, he bro, the kill, it's bro. all over the place. This is uh, why I'm not giving too much stock into this first week because the teams are just all. It feels like there's just it's just sloppy gamers all over the bloody. Shop. It is very sloppy. Yeah, yeah. like they, there's there's still they, there's still a lot that needs to be refined in terms of that stuff. Like they're taking these weird fights. Like sure, it might be a good play if you can win the one v one, but your grapples off cooldown. And what if yeah. what if they coordinated and one person just <laughs> and just helps? Well, it they did. They, they farmed yeah, yeah, yeah. him and they won point A off the back they, of it. That was the only did, reason yeah. that they lost point A because otherwise yeah. they were dominating the point A defense. I think you just got, you know, you yeah. get caught up. You've been rolling them for so long, you just feel immortal. So uh, it, was, it, it looked ridiculous when I was watching it on like the top down map, yeah. though. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. See the little Widowmaker icon go flying towards their spawn. I was like, where is he going? There's <laughs> <laughs> like, like, there's no reason to be going to challenge that. Yeah. Boston, I mean, that team, oh man. Car crash central, Boston. No, up give up on team. them. Give up on Boston. Boston that are with team. Dallas in the absolutely mental. When was crack. the last time they won a game, Boston? I feel like they've been on eight wins for like. I think it weeks. was 2018. I think they had a perfect oh, stage. Come on. <laughs> <laughs> it was actually in stage three, week three, a map five win against Paris. <laughs> That's Fucking unlucky. Isn't it? What about before oh. that? Before that. Uh, uh stage before that it was two, stage two week five. Ouch. Yeah. They beat the gladiators and then lost to the justice. Aye. That's the most Boston week ever. Aye. What's the, the what's the, the what's the jacuzzi drama? The the hot tub. Just Give it to us. I mean the, the... The Boston Uprising, I think, are just a, a, a crack team. Like, they, they always <laughs> have... What does that mean when you say that? What does that mean? Fractured. Okay, don't misuse Zuma words. Sorry. Because when you say crack, I'm thinking, they're fucking great. No, no, no. But you mean it as in cracked as in they are a structurally... The structural integrity of this team is is all over the place. When you say cracked, I think the team is on fucking drugs. <laughs> no, like sorry, these, I'm, I, I was missing words. Cracks, like, my cracks like they're like popping off, like they're yeah, like out of popping control. Off. Yeah. Like, Why no, don't you I just mean, say that they slap instead? No, I think that's like a boomer yeah. word to use. Like when you think of like uh, somebody's playing like cracked, think of like Jinmu on Hanzo, just like doing three sixties, just like one shotting people just, like, <laughs> everywhere. Uh, there's some Call of Duty phrase, whatever. Go on. But Boston, Boston are a very fractured team, I think, and they, I think that's just the natural evolution of their game plan at the beginning to pick up people for a small amount of money so you have low salaries the environment within the team is very like uh, very coached down you know they're, they're they have oh, yeah. a lot of set hierarchy and they pick up players based on their ability and try and flip them 
And so you you naturally get situations like you did last year where the you had the team split into two schisms where you had the Koreans versus everybody else. And then this year, Aim God's just been sat on the bench the entire time, presumably for some uh, originally some like disciplinary reason. Uh, who the hell knows what the uh, reason is now? But then, uh, I think the the team is mentally broken. Like Fusions came in to to be the leadership figure, but he's brand new to the team. They sold off yeah. Note. All right, like, RCK versus No Trade. Well, did you see uh, you RCK? Uh, RCK qualif—he's uh, in their World Cup roster, but as a DPS, not even as an off tank. Yeah, I think that's right. Yes. He's like, yeah. I mean, I hate to like always talk about Nevix, but he is sort of like Finland's flexible tank DPS player. Like, I'm pretty sure he plays on like Genji contenders or something. Am I wrong? Yes, I don't know, something like that. I don't know. Yeah, but I don't know. I think the RCK note trade was always horrible for Boston. And unless they got an in, I want someone to dig into the numbers and uh, a journalist to ask around and, and see what the money was. And that's why I think this shit should be public because I've heard rumors about what the, the, the number was and it, it's required. The, the money is a required, like the whole thing about like Bishu, the money involved with like picking up Bishu is required to have like an understanding of whether or not it was a good acquisition. Like if they oh, got him for two pound 50, yeah. Yeah, if you got him, if you got him for twelve bucks, then sure, fair enough, nice one. If you manage to do the RCK note trade and you got a hundred k out of it, then fine, good. But also, if you didn't, then it's a horrible trade because note is a lot better. And also, <laughs> just would he would have fit into Boston much better than he fits into Dallas as well because Dallas are also a team that has lost leadership. Yeah. You can't trade a leader from one team to another and expect them to still be a leader. They don't know the players on the other team. They haven't built that respect. Yeah. I always thought Note was going to be like the mainstay on Boston. Like I thought he was He was a fan the... favorite of like Boston. I thought fans, he was going to be yeah. like their guy. <clears throat> no one's safe underneath Papa Huck. But it also just doesn't make sense to to trade when you're Boston unless you get a huge check because no uh sorry not no Huck signs people for low salaries that's the whole point of the Boston uprising if you trade for someone like from a London Spitfire say you traded like uh note for Fury well now you got to pay Fury's salary yeah. so so all of these things are really important to consider when you have Boston Uprising, who are like a, a cash farm rather than an Overwatch League team. All right. Good rant from Sideshow. Yeah. Well, that's so the we feel, the episode, uh... guys. Thanks for uh, watching. And they're yeah. done. Boston Uprising mm -hmm. are done. They're out of here. Uh, let's go over some of the best matches this week before we go. Yeah. Uh, we got uh, day one, Guangzhou-London. I think that's going to be a fire match. I think that'll be pretty sweet. That should be pretty Yeah, good. Yeah, that should be decent. Uh, Florida so... Mayhem, Washington Justice, bro! Yo, I'm gonna tell you, wow. the Justice are gonna roll them, dude. Yeah. yeah. The Justice yeah. are going to roll might. them. Uh, That's going to be so depressing when Justice I beats think, them 4-0. Uh, I, I, I don't think they're, they're gonna beat them 4-0, though. Like, nah. roll them, okay, but... <sighs> Mayhem have only played against the Titans at the moment, so of course they were gonna get absolutely dogged raw mm -hmm. in that game. But oh, the they, old Thorin phrase. I uh, see. Do they have a lot of? Is that uh, the a Thorin maps? phrase? I was the thinking maps would be a... uh, No, I was actually thinking of Cruz. <laughs> Cruz uh, always says dogged. He always uses the word dogged. The, dogged. the maps in that one is going to be Busan, Volskaya, Kings Row, and Havana. For what? Sorry, good Florida Whittle Mayhem, Washington. Yeah, pretty map? good Widowmaker maps. Yeah. I don't Florida care. About that game. Get, I don't the, care. get, get I don't this care. game out of my sight. What do you mean? I get it out of my sight. I don't want to see it. 
Soul Valiant, that could be interesting. Yeah, I think Seoul are going to finally show that they're a good team in that game. Yeah. They've played against tough opposition so far, but I think they're going to beat the Valiant. I, I think, think it's going to gotta... start a little bit of a downhill spiral for the Valiant. Yeah. Actually. I think Friday you have four good match, four interesting matches overall, like New York, Paris, just to mm. see where New York bounces back. Yeah. Uh, Houston, Philly, like Philly needs to start like racking up wins. That's a good uh, rivalry as well. Yeah. Well, Philly, did, did Philly are in the Papega division, so they don't really need to start. There's a lot less pressure on them to rack up wins compared to some of the other teams. There's a pretty good maps here as uh, well. Ilios, Anubis, Hollywood, Havana. That's actually a pretty good map set for Houston Philly. Uh, yeah. Chengdu Gladiators. Yeah, That's going to be a good game, I think. Yeah. And then uh, Chengdu totally shit the bed when they played against Boston. And they still managed to come out with a win, but they had to claw their way through it. But I think Chengdu are actually a good team, as, as long as they don't play like idiots. Yeah. And then uh, Guangzhou, Hangzhou. Yeah. I think you need to see the Spark win this week, this this game. They need to feel Bazzy. They just need to feel Bazzy all the time. And if Bazzy isn't good enough on his other heroes, he needs to step up because otherwise Hangzhou are fucked. Yeah, the he they did play him in the second half of the series, uh, the one that I yeah. casted. But uh, and then uh, Saturday, Atlanta, Paris uh, could mm, be could be reasonable. An one. Uh, Florida, London. No, 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 no. Uh, that'll, uh, skip that'll the middle. Just skip the middle two that'll here. Happen. We don't, uh, nobody wants to see him. Gladiator Shock, I think, could be. Whoa, a good one. there we go. That will be. A yeah. Good yeah. There yep. we go. I think. I think Shock win that one and prove that they're not just like a one trick. Oh my team. god! Sunday, the Titans played fucking Florida last week, and now they're playing the Justice. I get match of the week, and then the 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 poop, the poop stain of the week with the. Uh, yeah. Who reg versus Corey? <laughs> It could, Ooh, could that be actually be cool. Be no, shut up. Come Who I, like versus Corey. Corey. I like watching Corey play Widowmaker. I think that team, yeah. like, look, the Justice, we know we know what they are, right? They ain't good. But, like, I think he's I think he's legit. Like, I'm excited to see him play Widow. Like, yeah. every time I see him play Widow, like, he always just, like, pops off. I mean, yeah. I mean, I could definitely see him win that Widowmaker duel, but it doesn't compensate for the bad game. I'm in it for the redemption arc of Hureg. This guy has yeah. just been memed on as like the lucky charm. He's the winningest player of Dude. all time. He <laughs> uh, he he pulled some uh, shit the other day on Junkertown that was like nasty. Like yeah. he was like he was like winning fights oh, on man. his own. Like me and who right the other night we were, we were drinking it up in K Town. <laughs> we were going ham. Oh, okay. We, were, we he didn't speak any English, but we were bonding over the fact that we both look older than we actually are. And yes, Josh, he is 23 years of age. <laughs> the same age. I know you're Googling. Just quickly Googling. I know you're looking up. It's actually me and Hurek. Me and Hurek. Well, he told me he was 23. Well, he's turning 23. <laughs> yes, well, that, he's Korean age 23. Yeah. yeah. Ah, gotcha. That's yeah, a topic for another good, podcast. Good, good, good lad, honestly. I, we didn't really understand each other much, but I mean, he's got a chiseled jawline. And people always look think he looks older than, than he is. And I'm like... Same with me. People always think I look look forty. It's cool that uh, you see some of these players who have been like on the bench for like stages are actually coming in and making an impact now. Like we had heard, like a lot of players were just like sitting around, just like one trick and widow, like waiting for this moment potentially, and kind of good to see it pay off a little bit. Yeah, 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 for sure. I I need to learn some more Korean. That's what I've realized. I was like going out that night, and I was just like the the only words I knew were gosu and babu, babo. <laughs> so like, 
So I, I was just saying, like, uh, when every time me and Hurek would take a shot of soju, I'd say, ah, go Sue, go Sue. <laughs> every, time, every, time, every time I'd offer Saicho a drink, and he'd be like, no, nah, I'm leaving. I'd be like, oh, Babo, Babo, just pointing at him. They're loving it's it. nice to see that you're making a real effort. Yeah, Big yeah. Goose is learning some uh, Korean. You learn with him. Yeah, maybe, maybe. Big Goose is taking it very seriously. Yeah. All right. But that's, yeah, yeah I mean, Chengdu and New York to end the schedule, so. Yeah. Yeah. So hey, New York lose that first one. If New York lose that first one, that one against Chengdu is definitely, uh, yeah, definitely scary. Right. Yeah, Chengdu have got an opportunity this week to really break into the, like, into the scary kind of level. They're playing against Gladiators in New York. I could see a world in which they win both of those. I don't think it's likely they win both of those, but I think that they've got a, a good chance. Uh, they'd have to play their best Overwatch to beat the Gladiators, I think. But yeah. it's it's pretty possible. And if they manage to pull off both of them, I mean, we have to start talking about Chengdu as a legit threat for like... Big boy team. Yeah, for like a weird sweep where they just go mm. through, the make a weird playoff run, you know? Because they got so much mad upset potential. Because they just play... I mean, even now they still play weird stuff because Eamon's so disruptive on the Wrecking Ball. There's nobody in the league that plays it like him. All right. Uh, I think that wraps up plat chat. Yeah. Any final True. thoughts from anyone? True. Any truers in the chat? All right. Any, any, <laughs> any free thinkers? <laughs> I think uh, I think that's how I think that's how we'll uh, end this week's episode based off of Brent asking if there's any truers in the chat. And, yeah. Uh, By the way, yeah. if you think yeah, Matt needs saying, a new yeah. mic, um, type yeah, yeah. type a comment in the comment section below. Yup. And, uh, and and then maybe Matt, Matt, Matt will get a new mic. What mic are you using, Matt? I'm using a Blue Yeti. It's a Blue Yeti. It looks like oh. a fucking butt could you Could you put your mouth next to it and talk? Yeah. Oh, wow. wow. So much louder. Is that better? Oh, my Lord. Wow. I mean... Wow. Yeah, it's definitely... I mean, I don't know. Is it better? It feels like you're inside my head. I don't know whether that's good <laughs> or bad. Yeah, it's like I'm... I'm basically doing ASMR now. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> what is it? I gotta like. You got security <laughs> You can make a career out of that. Great ASMR. Yeah. You gotta do like Twitch Prime. Thank you for the Twitch Prime subs. I I I think that wraps it up. Uh, before yeah, we leave, <laughs> before we leave, uh, do we want to talk about Florida Mayhem? No. 